Go comment, rate, and subscribe It's a great show, I wouldn't lie You should've saw her when she looked me in my eye She said two tones is the best, there's no surprise their podcast is dead. What's good, everybody? It's another episode Yo. of Two Tones. We back. already. We bike, man. Niggas is here, man. What is it? It's It'll good, man. It's your host, yeah. Tony Timberlake 3. You can follow me yeah, on man. Instagram and Twitter, all that good stuff. Better yet, follow the show at Two Two Tones on Twitter. That's the number two, T-W-O-T-O-N-E-S. Follow, find us on SoundCloud, Two Tones Podcast. Look and for us on iTunes. Yeah. Search Two Tones, all one word. Go the comment, two, rate, rate, rate. T-O-N-E-S. Please go comment and rate. It, re- it means a lot, y'all. We tell y'all, but I haven't seen no new comments. So maybe <laughs> no one listening. But <laughs> please, like, go comment. You know, and it may be somebody listening. I'm not really hell-bent on the listens. We like more listens. We would like the listeners to engage more and to talk more. However, the comments and reviews do help. The, the rating does help. So go rate, man. You know what I mean? We just dropped the record. You already know that you heard, you heard him again this uh episode the new two tones yep. to a life we dropping more records like we talked about before but i'm tony lee because i'm talking so much and they give my information out follow me on twitter if you want to tony lee underscore um don't follow me on instagram like i always say we're here man um tom what's up yo not much man let's talk let's talk about some current events some current events some new projects yeah and yeah here for the culture this is a for the culture episode right so yeah, yeah let's yeah, talk man. about the culture let's start off with two chains i'm not listening to no two chains album but you wait did, wait, so. wait 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 that's not <laughs> No, no, no. Let's not start off with change. Let's do it right. Rest in All peace right. to Prodigy, man. Yes. Rest in peace to Prodigy. Rest in you peace right. to Prodigy. Mob Deep. Um, a lot of y'all know him from Shook Ones and Quiet Storm and the infamous a classic album. Survival um, of the Fittest. Yeah. But a lot of people know him from those two records. Like that that beat y'all hear, Shook Ones, that classic hip hop, probably the most notable hip hop instrumental ever. Like the best, you know. It's definitely top five. Yeah. that That's Mob Deep. It's top five of you let me get my bars off beats. Exactly. You know, they've been using a lot of BET Award ciphers, a little guitar joint. Havoc produced it, I believe. So, yep. shout out to Prodigy, man. Sickle Cell Traits. I mean, Sickle Cell Anemia um, mm-hmm. Disease. I believe he died from that. They didn't say what the real cause was yet, but I'm yep. assuming it's that. Uh, he battled with it for a while. You know, we all his heard His whole life. It. Yeah, his whole life. Um, man, and praise go out to him. 42, man. Young. Young. Yeah, man, man. Really young. Um, I got the news and I was in the car and I heard Angie talking about it on Power. You know, she's mm-hmm. on Power 151 now. She started breaking down crying. I'm like, yo, what happened? And I checked Twitter. I'm like, oh, damn. Like, Prodigy passed. So, I wasn't I, I wasn't the biggest Mob D fan, um, but Neither I knew enough, I, of, but but I knew enough of their music and the respect to say, yo, I knew who they were. And I knew more than two records, you know? Yeah. Not a bunch, but more than those two famous records. Um, I remember Hey Love, Got It Twisted, uh, it, Out of Control when they went over to G Unit. Yeah, the 50 phase. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to Prodigy and his family, prayers to the family. I myself have sickle cell traits. I don't have the actual, mm. you know, disease. So like with me, like if I meet a woman with the traits and have a baby, more more than likely our child yeah. will have sickle cell. So yeah. I carry the traits. I don't have the actual disease, but, but even from can. the traits, there's a slight, you know, a slight pain and stuff from that. So I can only imagine what mm. Prodigy has went through and continue to went through and shout out to Prodigy, a legend, hip, iconic in hip hop, very iconic, the group Definitely. iconic, um, and praise to the family, man. Very sudden, man. Very yeah. sudden. Um, so yeah, and you get back to this. Now we get back to the ratchet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not listening <laughs> to no two chains, but you did. So you tell Listen, us about it. You give us your wh- book report on two chains' album. I don't know why you ain't hit Chains' album. I didn't invest myself in it too much. It dropped last week. Um, the album is called Pretty Girls in the Trap. Well, Pretty Girls like trap music. And pretty mm-hmm. girls do like trap music. Side note, this is what I found out, right? Most of the time when I talk to women, when they say they like rap music, they don't mean like lyrical rap and like music with consciousness. They mean trap music with dope beats and and stupid hooks. 
<laughs> so, and I've, I've learned that. I ask a woman, you like rap music? Okay, cool. So, Kendrick Cole, Joey Badass, Vince Staples, or like, you know, You should just start the, there. You just start wait, wait, with like, you know. Nah, I'm just saying like the new age though. Lil Yachty. No, no, I'm saying, no, I say the conscious rappers to check if they were like rap music. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll but they're not gonna say them. You just said they like. No, but that's they like the. That's music, why right? I asked them. Do they like? That's my test for seeing if they really like rap music, <laughs> or do they like trap? You know what I mean? Do they like hip hop? Like true hip hop? True. So I asked them that, and I'm like, so you don't? They're like, no, like future, you know, Shrimmer. I'm like, oh, so you you like a form of hip hop? You like the? You ever like trap music? Because it's the beats and the hooks are easy to sing along to. They don't mm-hmm. really like boom bap rap. You know, it's like going to a reggae. Somebody say, I like reggae. Then they show you all Drake and Sean Paul. You're like, wait. Mm. That's not really dance hall. Like then you show them the real stuff. You're like, oh, now I get it. So they're like a form of it. <laughs> so that's side note. But pretty girls do like trap music. Um, <laughs> this album, I like the production. Um, what stuck out to me was was the, was the last single called Burglar Burglar Bars. Burglar Bars. Um, mm-hmm. It's a record with Monica. Really dope song. Um, like I said, I, I'm not a change album guy. I'm not. But I went to this album because it was hype around it. The cover art was pink. He had real trap houses in like trip, <laughs> trap salons, and they were talking about it on Twitter. <laughs> But I, I like 4 a.m. was the single. 4 a.m. is fire with Travis Scott. Good drink. We heard that before. Big amount. We heard that before. I like that. Sway Lee was up here. He sounded good on the hook. Sway Lee can never do wrong. And besides, um, Unforgettable is the song of the summer. Wild Thoughts is cool, but Unforgettable is the song of the summer. So um, mm-hmm. that's the side. But yeah, I mean, the album was Chains. Ignorant, but funny, but smart lyrics. Uh, that's why I like Chains. Um Trap music and yeah, I think the last song up here, Burgley Bars, was a good indication where he's going on the next album. Like he was lyrical, mm. the beat was like soul sampled a bit. I like the last record. I like 4 a.m. Um Roy's Roy's bitch. Uh it's a vibe. Those records, poor fool. The Nikki verse I ain't even here. Uh, uh. But um <laughs> I like Saturday night. I like the opening. But change is change. I mean, I'm not a change album guy, so I don't listen to every album and try to dictate the difference. Yeah. The differentiate, but I like the album. It's just it's trappy. It's good to play in the car. It's good to play at parties. The last record is the only record I would sit and probably keep on repeat. And 4 a.m. is really dope with Travis Scott. But mm-hmm. I like it. It's not groundbreaking. I've seen a lot of people that tend to love it, but I didn't get invested too much. It didn't grab me too much, you know, to really be like, oh, I gotta keep playing this more. And um, so yeah, I mean it's it's cool. I mean, the album it's cool, you know. I like some singles. I don't like the album for long term, maybe. Like I said, parties, hanging out. House parties, cool, but I'm not gonna be probably invested into this album a lot. So I like is this it an album that you probably won't listen to in a couple weeks? I pro- outside of the singles, like I said, no. Like I, I like the singles and I like certain songs, but the album long term, nah. Um, and like Young Thugs, I won't listen to that probably the R and B album you made. Mm. Um, Young Easy Breezy Thugger Girl, something like that. Well, <laughs> since you mentioned R and B album, I'm gonna get to some real R and B. Let's talk about her. Her volume. Let's two. talk about her, man. Drake's um, clone, the female Drake. <laughs> Yo, this album is fire, though. <laughs> um, man, you got some joints on here. I really like Every Kind of Way. Um, Still Down is dope. I Won't is dope. Changes is yeah. dope. Lights On is dope. This is a really dope project. Um, I didn't really, I didn't hear the project. I, I skimmed through it. Yo, there's, I, you know. um, I want to say it is Still Down. I think Still Down. She kind of sounded like Brandy for a minute. Really? Yeah. Like yes, you, not Brandy's vocals, but like how Brandy's vocals are layered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Then yeah. that's what Brandy's known for stacking the vocals very uh-huh. well. But like people get that mixed up with her being vocally very good. No. Stacks, <laughs> that's the, this vocal bible thing. Oh. She stacks vocals very well. Probably one of the best at it. Like she's a great vocal stacker. However, the voice alone, just like clear cut on the stage, stop it, people. Stop it. 
Like, stop it. Like, but the harmonize, harmonies and the, and the stacking, amazing at that. Uh, how she manipulates the vocals, oh my gosh. Like, that's legendary. But, like, the voice well, alone. you mean how Rodney Jerkins manipulates the vocals? Well, for better, for worse. Um, I mean, has Brandy sounded like what we think Brandy sounds like? Yeah, right. Right. It's been right. a minute. But who who is her? Like, did she show herself yet? Did she reveal herself yet? I don't know. It's still, the, it's still the silhouette. Maybe yeah, you need to maybe you need to dive in those DMs and see if you can get a real picture. <laughs> that that might be your assignment for next next week. I, I might do that. You know what you it gotta, is? You know what <laughs> I think like, it is? Yo, you got to enter the DMs and be like, hi, H-E-R, I'm H-I-M. You got to write him like she I'm writes him. her. Yes, I'm him. <laughs> You're her, I'm him. That was clever. For a married man, that was a good pick-up line. Hey, um, so, yeah. I ain't married for no reason now. Right. We'll talk about that <laughs> after the show. Um, but, <laughs> nah, but seriously, like, um, I think the silhouette is probably there for a reason. It's like the music, you know, her, 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 the image of her is gathered from a, you know, your imagination of the music. So, like, when you hear the music, mm-hmm. I guess in your mind, you imagine how she would look like. But that won't last for so long, I guess. I mean, I, I don't think any artist nowadays can do that because nowadays we want the artist, we don't want the music. Not me, but like, general, yeah. we want the artist. There's like. no, amb- you, you don't have artists with ambiguity like that. Like ambiguous, like, no. You're not ambiguous, Lee. Like, yeah. so I think so, it won't last. <laughs> I, I don't think it's gonna last for so long. Just sil- silhouette, not showing the face. I'm, I'm here for it. Daft Punk lasted like crazy, but but Daft Punk comes from a different school, different yeah, age, and it's a different kind of music. Like, right? They have an image that go, There's an image that goes with this music, and it's a very sensual and sexual image. And eventually, you're gonna have to sell that. Yeah, with and, image. But, but maybe that's the thing. It's essential. So maybe imagination make you true. You know, form how she looks. But I don't know. Like Alina Baraz. I didn't know how she looked for a while. But that album is freaking classic. Oh my gosh. Um but yeah. yeah. But so yeah. let's yeah, let's man. move on. Let's, let's talk let's move about on. shout out to her and chains. Yes, um, definitely shout out to her. Her and chains. Her chains. So let's <laughs> her chains. Her chains. That's the new group. Um <laughs> let's talk yeah, about man. all eyes on me. Let's talk about this Tupac biopic. Um, for those who don't know, and not, I don't know how you wouldn't, but there was a Tupac biopic produced by L.T. Hutton, who was a music producer who worked with Tupac in his later death row days um, and worked on some posthumous stuff with Pac. And Benny Boom, a famous music director. Yeah, man. And let me let, man. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, people, go ahead. Let, let's talk about the film. Let's talk about the film first and then the reaction, or you want to talk about reaction okay. and then the film? Okay, we can talk about the film first. We can talk about the film first. All right, so let's talk about the film. The film... Did you like is, it, first off? Did you like it? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, I did too. Generally, and, I liked it. Generally, right. After right. the fact, we'll probably talk to some other things that has made me kind of reconsider, but just based mm-hmm. on what I saw on screen, I liked the film. Cinematography, um, everything, the story. Yeah. Well, okay. even some points of that, it got a little cheap. Yeah. It, um, it had some lifetime moments in there. Some, some <laughs> lifetime moments. A little lifetime moments. So, you know I, what I, mean? I wrote down some notes like right after I watched the film because I didn't want to forget. I went to a Thursday premiere. It was. I thought you was writing notes in the. Uh, you were taking notes like you were at Bible studies. I thought you was writing notes in the theater. Nah. I'm like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. So. Just some notes here. I wrote it's a good film. Um, and I loved how they alluded to some things in his life. Um, when he goes on tour with Digital Underground, you see Queen Latifah yeah. and Tretch off stage, which yeah. Digital Underground and Queen Latifah were the headliners. Obviously, Pac was a member of Digital Underground. Right, and Naughty right. by Nature was a, a group that Queen Latifah had, you know, that was her group. 
Um, and obviously, we all know that Pac and Tretch are good friends. Um, yeah, so I love how they alluded to that. Um, what else did they allude to? They alluded to uh, Big warning him about the New York cats that he was rolling with. Yeah, um, yeah. He kind of like hinted at it, like you might want to be careful who you're rolling with. That's a yeah, serious yeah, yeah. dude. Um, and it kind of, it kind of got Big off the hook for that quad studio shooting. In a sense, the way that they yeah, told the story, it makes that's it a real seem story. Like Big tried yeah. to warn him, and he just didn't listen. Yeah, and his dudes was like, "I'm gonna get Pac anyway." So it makes it seem like, yeah. "Hold up, maybe he had beef with these guys, and maybe they was the ones that did it." But Pac just called out Big because he seen Big. But Big was mm-hmm. like, "What do you like?" I don't know. We try to solve these murders for years, but it does bring it, it alludes to something else. Like, hmm, you know what I mean? Um, I like what it went to his child life with his father, stepfather. Yes. I didn't know like the FBI was against the black quote unquote black Panther militant guy Absolutely. that robbed the bank. Not no, I knew they were against like the the lineage of Shakur, but I didn't know his stepfather. That wasn't his real father. I didn't know like yeah. his step his mother's boyfriend, like he was also a part of it. I didn't mm-hmm. know that part. I knew his mother was all, you know, conscious and made him, you know, yeah, did read you, you knew about her defending herself in uh, this court of law, right? Did you know that part of her story? No, I didn't. I didn't know that. That I yeah. didn't know. So she defended herself. She didn't take legal representation. She just studied her on her own and defended wow. herself and got off. You know what? Because she was saying certain things and to the police officers in the movie. Like, you can't do this to Fourth Amendment. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. So the black man is new to stuff. Honestly, you know what that did for me? Um, yeah. Just even those kind of instances, because even Pac did it later on in his life as an adult. Um, I think it was the scene when he was in Marin County and the police officers like pulled him over, slammed him against the wall. And he's like, you can't do this. And started like yeah. pointing out penal codes. Like, it's important to know the law. It's important. The Black like, Panther stayed on top of that because they had yes. guns. They had, to, they had to know their oppressor. Like, they, mm-hmm. you, you got to know the enemy. You got to know what's against yeah. you. And they did very well at that, even though they got executed wrongly. And quote unquote legally, you know how that works. Mm-hmm. So we only got to talk about that. But it was very hey, interesting, um, man. Um, yeah. Another I, thing that they pointed out was Layla Steinberg, which was the uh, the white woman that he went to, and she helped get him linked up with uh, Interscope and Digital Underground. Right, 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 right. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah, you know, I've seen interview clips of her floating around for years. So that was dope that they acknowledged her in his story. Yeah. Um, what I really liked about Matulu and Afini Shakur is as they spoke to Tupac. They always spoke in an encouraging manner to him. Even if it was in correction, it was like like the scene when Pac went to go visit Matulu in jail. And he was like, you're wilding. You got to get the gangbangers together with this black power thing. And you're yeah, the you only one use... that can do it. Like it was exactly, always exactly. empowering. They always spoke to him to empower him. Because they knew the power he had, he possessed. And that's the thing about Pac. It, there would never be another Pac. Like no, there's no one close to Pac. Like Pac, Prince, those revolutionaries and music... I don't mm-hmm. see no one mimicking that. Like I can point to a, a big type similar artist. Jay is similar to Big, right? I can point mm-hmm. to certain people that's similar to Big. I can't point to similarities in Pox, right? Because you got the militant Black Panther. You got side. imitators of Pox, but no, no similarities. Where just the thug part, though. That's it. Yeah, like, just the thug. Everybody life has imagery that, right? part. <laughs> I'm saying like who the interesting dichotomy that Pox possessed, like the Black militant conscious. Who knew this, but to also do try to portray this thug, right? Mm-hmm. I, and, and someone who knew the power they had, look at his interviews. I never seen a rapper, never seen somebody so outspoken, so adamant, and so conscious about what's going on at that young, also, right? Yeah. So I yeah, never I seen a, He died at 24. And yeah, like, a lot of interviews that we see of him was like 21, 22. Like, 
like Pop Prince, it's certain he was such a revolutionary. Because think and about he, it, he died at twenty four, but he had just turned twenty four. Yeah, like and, and that's crazy. Think, like, you hear Big, you hear Jay, you be thinking they their age when they reference them, but nah, they younger than Kendrick and Drake. Like they were ki- like kids, damn near. Like so, yeah. he was such a revolutionary and a visionary, and if he could just contain that that self control and that anger, if mm-hmm. he could hold that temper, he would have been like, he was already powerful. He would have been just. Cause like I said, Pac wasn't the most technical greatest rapper. He wasn't the most lyrical rapper. Even though I don't, I think he gets a bad rap though. Cause I've been like honestly, this film has made me go back and dig through his catalog. Pac was spitting. No, Pac a rap. But when I think like, of rappers, I'm, I'm thinking of M. Like he wasn't. I'm thinking well, of yeah. But I, hmm, how do I say this? He I, he kept a simple flow, but mm-hmm. his wordplay was top notch. Right, right. He powerful, was a master simple, with powerful, words. Like, Right, but I don't think he was the great technical, the best technical rapper. He was a great storyteller, a very conscious. He was a he packed lyricist. So much, right, he was a lyricist, he was. But my thing, Pac was much the, per- the person, Pac the person, was bigger than any rapper that ever, like, it was no other rapper, I think, globally, that had the influence and, like, that had the reach that Pac had, consciously. Yeah, like, I, I don't see, M ain't have it that way, J ain't have it that way, they have it, like, musically, oh, cool. Pac transcended that, like the touch of mind. Like I don't see, I never seen the sense, and I think I will ever see that. Like mm. that had that revolutionary, visionary mindset, and that was but not only your heart, not only your head, but your mind. Your, exactly. Not only your mind, but your like, heart. My bad. Right, right, and that's why Pac was so, and that's why I give the that's prince. That's why like, he's the, so revered. Exactly, like he's the greatest in that sense. Like he transcended the music no, globally. His impact is like beyond reach, like mm-hmm. rap wise. Like he's just phenomenal. Big always had it to me musically, like talent wise, but like you talking about the mind and the personality and the persona, yeah. Pac cans down. You're not comparing no rap in the history. What did you that. think like, about the scene that they had between Big and Pac where they're having that conversation on the balcony? Well, first of all, they walked past some things and then I had to keep my my, <laughs> my soul saved because listen, that thing that came on the screen walking first, I was like, good. Yo, I think I cursed in that theater. But I had to... <laughs> When she first walked in the screen, I'm like, wait, 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 whoa, this can't whoa. Page and Pastor Carl Day. Page and Pastor Carl Day. Chill, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> that ain't my real pastor. But now nah, we're gonna get to that. Um I, I attend a child to Pastor Carl Day. I, he's on the timeline. I attend the church at times. Um <laughs> But I'm not that yo, what walked on that screen, brother. But no, seriously, um <laughs> I had to stay, you know, keep my mind level. Um Yeah, definitely. But it was interesting, man, on the balcony. It was interesting. Um it seemed like a big brother type of uh, you know, relationship. You know, around the same age. Pac Definitely. was like, yo, watch out for this, watch out for that. And it seemed but you like they... think about it, Pac was in the game a little bit longer. So Pac exactly. knew some Movies, aspects of the all game. That. Yeah. Yeah. So but I mean I thought it was dope that he was like, yo, you gotta slip some knowledge in there. And he was like, That's power, you know. And then Big was like, I just want power to get people to go buy my album. Like it just was yeah. interesting the difference in mindset. And, you know, who knows what Big would have grown to. We don't exactly. know. Amazing but artist just as well. in that snapshot is crazy. Like, to like see his mother the said, you were target. They look, the vice president. Like, back then, Pac had so much power, bro. Like, so much power. And he, he realized. Yeah, congresswomen, vice presidents, Pac police forces, looking for this dude. Amazing. His power level was like impeccable. You know that his influence level, should I say? You know yeah. he, had, he was God ordained. So it's just, and J.D. Pickett Smith, that partner, she got on Twitter and said some of that stuff wasn't accurate. But you know, it, I mean, I didn't feel like that really. Yeah, let's talk about that. It I didn't, didn't feel like that much. I mean, yeah, what, that wasn't if, like, it, if it was accurate. What would have made it different? <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, yeah. Was, yeah. 
She was yeah, like, you I mean, never read the poem to me. I didn't know it existed until it was printed. It was like, okay. Okay, well, well okay, yeah, right. So I, I like the film. There, there was some, it wasn't the greatest film ever. It wasn't the wackest film ever. Twitter always, group think it's a it hell was, of a drug. Let me say it like this. It wasn't as good as Straight Outta Compton. No, it wasn't. it definitely it was wasn't as bad as Notorious. That's the thing. I didn't think Notorious was crazily bad. Everybody tries that movie. Like, I didn't think it was the worst Dog. movie ever. Dog. It wasn't Soul Plane. I never seen Soul Plane, but. Dog. But yeah, so um, Angela Bassett as Valletta Wallace, great actress, but not not the person. Listen, you it picked. wasn't right. Oh, and we shout, know that. Yo, shout out to the woman. I forget her name. I know it's like Denai, but I think she's on Walking Dead. Oh, oh that was her. Yes, that was she her. played Afeni Shakur. She did an excellent job. That was Macomb, right? Oh my. Yes. Oh, that was. I was thinking Viola Davis. I'm like, that ain't Viola Davis. She's just <laughs> you know, they, all y'all black actors look like actresses. No, but um. That was her. That was McComb. Oh my! With the dreads from Walking Dead. Oh my gosh! Wow! Yep. Now with clicks. Wow! That's crazy. I was trying to figure that out. Yeah, she wow. killed that. She was amazing. She was and really out, good. Yo, that was the dude that played Tupac. That was his first film. Really? Yeah. I'm crying. Yeah, he he looked just like Pac. Um, the acting was good. It could. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah, cringe. It wasn't like, oh, this is super corny. I'm not about to. I'm not. Yeah, about like to watch I'm crying. This. I'm. Well, I, I like how they played Perfect Peace at the end of Marvin Sapp. I knew that record. Yo, that was my favorite record. I was, but I was, I was like, surprised. what in the world is going on here? Why? I will keep you in. <laughs> no. Let's, what do you <laughs> think that, why did they do that? Why do you think the directors and because producers Pac always had Because Pac always had a strong alignment with his faith. And all we talked about is faith and his religio- mm-hmm. religiosity. So, I mean, to play that in the end and the whole angel and God got me in. You know, yeah, he, he had a lot of religious themed music. So, they played... At the end, it signified that God is taking him. He's at peace now. The song was perfect peace with Marvin Sapp. I love that record. Mm-hmm. One of Marvin Sapp's best records. We gotta do Marvin Sapp catalog if y'all know, because he got some joints. Maybe Marvin was just doing friend. like six songs, dog. What? You must not know then. I gotta get real on the show. I gotta get Reed to do gospel. Yeah, you must not, not know. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm not hip. But nah, nah. Shout out to Reed. We gotta do gospel. So I'll I be mentioning like six songs. I'll be nah. That Thursday album was. Oh my what? Um, but yeah, so I think that was signifying perfect peace and then God has taken them up into heaven and it was sobering the scene, you know, probably mm-hmm. made you want to cry. I didn't cry, but it made you want to like, wow, man, he getting shot up. You know, he was listening to Blackberry Molasses too. I didn't know that record <laughs> ever. I don't know what that, I didn't know what that record was. Apparently I, Bobby V was a member of Blackberry Molasses. I've seen it. Blackberry Molasses. It was a okay. dope record. I was like, yo, I need to go listen to that. It is dope. It is dope. So what do um, you think about the end? The Marvin Sapp? I didn't really like that. Okay. Uh, like, uh, okay. So in an imagery kind of way, it's kind of like trying to paint Pac as a Christ, in a sense. Mm. Like I'm mm. wondering, like, okay. is that what you're trying to do? Um, and that I couldn't get with. Up until then, I was good with the film. Like that he was part, sacrificed or crucified or something. That, yeah, the modern day like because he was in the street with his arm stretched out. I'm like, was he ever in the street with his arm stretched out? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. Like a lot of people were saying, like, come on, man, he had an iPhone, and I'm like, come on, y'all, he, I, I hope ain't I ain't seen no iPhone. iPhone. I'm crying. Somebody said, Pac said he respected KD's decision inside the movie. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Pac said he respected KD's decision. I'm like, All right, now y'all reaching. Like, Pac was really rocking. The table one more time, then the record might skip, might skip. I told yeah, you, like, stop hitting the table. Come on, like, nigga said, yeah, Pac said he liked Drake. Come on, y'all, y'all just gassing. Like, <laughs> said, Pac wrote Kendrick back. I'm like, yo, relax. Yo. 
I remember but, the um, video was floating around. I don't know if it was the actor that played Pac or not, but it was a dude like looked kind of yeah. like Tupac. What do we be in the city? Rock. We be in the city. That's what. Yeah, he was dancing. Yeah, and I was like, nah, they got Pac Millie rocking in this movie. I'm done. I was crying. Yo, they said Pac was doing features with Kodak Black. I'm like, I gotta relax. <laughs> Snoop Snoop was interesting too. I yeah, like the individuality Snoop with Snoop. Voice, why did Snoop do a voiceover? Uh, that was a voiceover. I'm like that good. That dude ain't that good. That was definitely yeah. a voiceover. At, like the first time I heard, it, I was like, "Yo, that dude sound just like Snoop." And What's then up, like when homie? every time he spoke, I was like, "Nah." And then like I noticed it. I was like watching the dude's mouth when when he was about to speak, and I noticed the sync was off. I was like, "That's a voiceover." Y'all gotta be kidding me. Yeah, Snoop. I like Snoop's individuality. Even with Defer, he got in and got out. Like, he ain't play no game. DPG. And he was a crip amongst a lot of bloods. And that was interesting. But Snoop did his thing. Like, he ain't care. And and they, him and Pac's relationship obviously probably was, like you know, rocky a bit. Um, But yeah, Pac was a megastar, man. Pac was amazing. Pac was a great artist. He was very visionary. He was revolutionary. And um, rest in peace again. 20 years later, we're still talking about it. I mean, he was he was good at something. You know, the movie was yeah. was cool. Movie was good. It wasn't trash. It was cool. It was something that definitely could have been fixed. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but let's come on. It wasn't a horrible movie. It wasn't Ray, but like it's it there was, were a couple <laughs> things that I definitely noticed in this movie, um, just throughout the entirety of the movie. Um, one so of them been, was right. the tension of Tupac. You could see yeah. the tension in different situations where he knew that it wasn't right, but he felt like he had to go along with it. Right. Um, and I think that's one what, of them was yeah, when yeah. he walked in that hotel room. With uh Nigel, <coughs> Haitian Jack, um Nigel and oh Nigel. that was oh yeah wow. yeah wow um, so okay. he's, he okay. walks in the hotel room with Nigel and the girl who would later accuse him of rape. As soon as he walks in, and we know like you know yeah. Pac was anti drugs like outside of weed and Hennessy, you know he was anti drugs. Yeah, the, like even the way that he snapped on his mom when she was trying to buy crack, like you know. That yeah, he wasn't ain't. doing that. Exactly. He walks in, dude's like, "Come get some of this coke in you." He's like, "Nah, man, you tripping?" He's like, don't f with that. I was like, crying. But just the way he's stupid. like, he looked at him. He's like, "Yo, dude, something is off here." Like, I know something is off here. You know, I don't get down with that. Um, and Pac just knew, and if he would, and then even when the girl was giving him a massage, she's like, "You ready?" He's like, "I'm going to sleep." I cried, dog. She was yeah, hurt. That I'm going to sleep. Even when they killed that sick and they shot and they was fighting apart. And they shot the boy. He was. He kept looking. Like, yo, yeah. Pac, come on. He was like, yo, whoa, yep. wait. Y'all I forgot really... about that one. And then the yeah. one that really stood out was the death row dinner. Yeah. With him he was and stuffing shrimps in the old boy mouth. Like, yo, he was at the bocce grill. Dog. He was throwing shrimps in his mouth. Sure, they, started like... pour, they started pouring the champagne in his mouth. He like, this good stuff? Drink. Drink. Like, Drink from a water that never goes dry. I'm like, y'all got to relax. <laughs> <laughs> Drink oh, that shit. Nah, but so, Pac was looking like, come on, man, y'all, y'all niggas on some other, y'all niggas is wild. And like, he yeah. knew it. Though, I think Pac was pressured. I think peer pressure was a, a thing for Pac. Even a Vegas fight, you Definitely. see him in the real footage. That was real footage. Yeah. He was walking like he was the main one in the front. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Yo, he like, charged to the front of the joint. Like, nah, I'm swinging first. Like, even them cops, he shot the off duty cops. Like, uh, Pac now that was, was now that was what's up in a sense. Yeah. Not like Paul. Yeah, not I'm not, not advocating going and shooting at police officers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He not, did yeah. not know that they were police officers when he shot at them. They were off-duty cops who were picking on someone else, according to the story. Then they say he was He's... jaywalking. Oh no, not that one. Oh, not that one. Oh, I'm I'll talking be... about okay, the okay. one where he was in the limo and he saw oh, the dude getting beat up. Okay. Yeah, yeah he yeah. got back in the limo. He was like, "Get down." 
<laughs> Yo, I cried though because that was a lifetime moment. He got on one knee to shoot, yeah. and it had I'm like, like come the on. super like slow motion sparks out of the gun. I was yeah. Crying. He had dress pants on with a pair of loafers. Stacey Adams, like, come on. I know your knee was hurting on the cement because dress no, pants. No, but he as had hell. the camouflage jacket on with the camouflage bandana too. Knee, them, them thin ass dress pants. I know your knee was hurting on the cement. Like the actor, like stop it. Yo, um, <laughs> I know your knee. I know your knee was crying to get up. But nah, Pac was the most impactful, visionary, revolutionary rapper there was. Never be another Pac. Pac was in the individual. He was very conscious, very influential, very aggressive. He had yep. two sides to him. An interesting dichotomy, right? In yep. his music and in his interviews. However, I think he leaned more. He leaned more to the conscious side. I think mm-hmm. a lot of pressure came from embracing that thug, you know, with with Suge and all. I think a lot of that came along with that. But I think he was. He knew definitely. he was conscious. Pop knew his lineage is powerful. The Black Panther Party, like, and he definitely had a target on his back. Whether it's the government, whether it's people in the streets, like Pop, he yeah. was a walking target because he was so powerful. So, I mean, I like the movie again. Um, and shout there's out to the one movie. more. There's one more thing I want to touch on, and this okay. is like a big picture thing. And this is just for other artists. I hope mm-hmm. all of the artists who went out to go see this film paid very close attention to this. When Pop went to the office to tell Suge that he wanted to leave Death Row. After he had finished, he's like, I finished my obligations. You know, I love yeah. y'all. We still family. I'm still down. I just want to go start my own thing. And then, quote unquote, I don't know how accurate this is, but Suge shows him the ledgers and he's like, you're yeah. locked in. You still ain't recouped all this money yet. Um, right. And I'm like, how? How many platinum albums is nigga done sold? But well, yeah. it was, I mean, think about it. All Eyes On Me, the album came out in February. This would have been, what, late August that he's saying I'm ready to go. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. He ain't... It didn't go diamond until after he died. Now, he was running away. Yeah. Yeah. But what I what I noticed here was like, yo, artists, please know the business of music. You got to know the business, man. Like, please, please. Know, know the business. <laughs> please don't sign and just go with whatever. Know your percentages. Know your yes. tour. Know everything. Look and at everything. And know where the gifts like, are coming from. Because... He was like, yo, your house, your car, your jewelry. like, And I've heard stories of even Diddy doing this, giving people Sean John clothes for their photo shoots and then charging them for it. Yeah, I'm like, nigga, this is free. Like, yeah, oh, like, don't, nigga, this don't, don't buy me a Wraith. Hey, Drake, don't come to me and buy me a Wraith because you like the podcast and we blowing up. You can keep your Wraith because that's probably like, I got to probably somewhere contract. I ain't going to drive that. I'm going to just sell it. Invest yeah, but money. I don't want to be like, all right, this is my Wraith. You're like, nah, you got to pay that back, homeboy. Like, what? And that's the game. So just be smart out there, man. Just be smart. And we see that a lot Word. in these artists, like in a lot of these biopics. But don't movie. Um, I would see it again, actually. Um, some light time moments. I'm going to be wrong. But it wasn't yeah. bad overall. And I like that we still talking about Pac this many years later. He was so influential. And I'm just waiting for them. I, wait, I want artists to take that side from Pac, from Prince, from Bob Marley, from Nina Simone. Take that conscious side that, that transcends yep. the music, that goes in your spiritual, your mind, your health. Like, take that side of music. Impact these people. You're basically preachers. With yep. this music, you know, so definitely use it wisely, man. Impact souls, impact minds, like impact. And make sure so. you know the business, so nobody else is capitalizing off of your image and your music and, and your business. lyrics. Cause yeah, like because I saw a clip of Scarface. He was like, "If I," and this is Scarface from the Ghetto Boys. He said, "If I yeah. die and somebody try to put an album out on me, don't buy it. If I die and somebody try to put a movie out on me, don't go see it." He said, "Pac, Pac's mom is dead and he ain't have no kids, so who's eating off this film?" Yeah, man. That's Just crazy. something to think about. But yeah, we got, a, we got another album we want to talk about. This album is not out yet. I mean, we're gonna talk about the BT Awards, but I mean, I mean, eh. 
Yeah, let's let's get to the BT Awards first. Let's get to the right, nominations. Let's go to the BT Awards. The let's BT Awards on Sunday, real quick. We can go like we always talk about the BT Awards every year. We we recap the show. Just they got some nominations. We're just gonna say which one we think gonna win. It probably be so obvious, but All they're right. coming to Sunday. So let's just run them through real quick. Best female R and B and pop artist. The the nominees are Solange, Rihanna, mm-hmm. Mary J Blige, Kalani, Beyonce. Noticeably not in this listing is Tanache. But I digress. Um, who do you think wins? I want Solange to win, but Rihanna or Beyonce get it. And I would say probably Beyonce because it's politics. But Rihanna album was better. Anti was better than Lemonade. Um, mm, the seat and, at the uh, table was better. See that table is better than everything on that list. Mary J's album was fire too. But but it wasn't better to see the table. See that table was the best album pair. We're going yeah, on album cool. But we're rating the best artist. So we're rating just, you know. Definitely. We're, we're rating visuals, Based on albums, current work. Impact, current <laughs> events. Like, just not the album nowadays. Everything they did that year. So Beyonce got twins. She might just win. I don't know. <laughs> you know how they do. So I think Beyonce takes that. Yeah. And if they to come, so she would too. definitely give it to her. So yeah. Let's talk best male R&B and pop artists. Is Bruno Mars, Chris Brown, The Weeknd, Trey Songz, Usher. I think Bruno takes this. Bruno or The Weeknd takes this. Bruno, the Weeknd's numbers are crazy. Has, and isn't Bruno performing? He should be. If he's performing, he's definitely If he's it, performing, but, he's taking this because I don't think Bruno's been at the BET Awards before. <laughs> yeah, and he's Bruno's a show, too. That Bruno's nigga, a yo, pop artist. One of the here. best entertainers in the game. So... I think I think Bruno should take it, but I can't rule the weekend out. That album was fire, the, but the weekend has a good album, and it's it's stream and it's everywhere. It's it's doing numbers. The weekend is doing numbers. So is Bruno, but no, but the weekend is doing like trust me when I say this. Like he's is weekend doing more than Bruno numbers wise? No, we gotta we gotta fact check that. But I'm get I'll get the Bruno. I wouldn't think so. I'll give it to Bruno. All right, let's move on. Best group. Ray Schremer, the Migos, Fat Joe and Remy Ma, a tribe okay. called Quest, okay. Okay. and okay. two chains away. Okay, Migos or Ray Schremer. I'm going to go with Migos. I think a, I think Tribe's going to win it. And not oh, cause because they're the best group, I get but it, just I get because it. they weren't available. The BET Awards weren't around when Tribe was relevant. So I think oh, they give dope. it to them that, like that a legacy dope. thing. And like to that. honor Fife, obviously. Uh, yeah, exactly. I respect that. Give it to them. Give it to them. They deserve it. Best collaboration. It. Beyonce featuring Kendrick Lamar, Freedom. Chance the Rapper, 2 Chains and Lil Wayne, no problem. Bad Chris and Brown, Gucci Man and Usher, Party. Bad and Bougie. Bad and Bougie, Migos and Lil Uzi Bad Vert. Ray Schrembert and Gucci Man, Black Beatles. Khaled, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Shining. Uh, bad and Bougie. I like, think Chance not... might win this. Eh, Bad and Bougie. I think Chance might win this. But we'll see. I don't see. know why. Bad and Bougie is the bigger song and it's the better song, but okay. Um, mm. Politics maybe, but Okay. Yeah. Best male hip hop artist, Big Sean, Chance the Rapper, Drake, Future, J. Cole, Kendrick. My money's on Kendrick or Chance, and I think Chance takes it. Yeah, Chance can probably clean up real good, man. But I, I want Kendrick to take it. Drake, I want I, mean, I want Kendrick to win so they can play DNA. Oh man. Drake, <laughs> Drake, I mean, Drake might win too. We talking about albums and numbers nah. and singles and fake love. But Kendrick should win. Damn is 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 really good and it's still killing the radio. Humble's yep. everywhere. Humble's on the NBA. Humble's so I like Humble more now too. I I liked it, but I like Humble now. Like, mm-hmm. So uh, so um yeah, I, I get at the Kendrick. Gospel artist, no. <laughs> we'll get there. Best female okay. hip hop artist, Cardi B. Remy, Remy, Remy Ma, Nicki Minaj, Young M- Young M A, Missy Elliott. 
Remy had a better year than all of them, I think. She had it all the way up. She had a spaghetti joint. She had the beef with Nikki, which she won. She had the, the singles. Nikki ain't do nothing but what? No frauds that came for a week and left. <laughs> Cardi B is coming up. Shout out to Cardi, but she ain't really do nothing yet. Young and May still riding a single from last year. And yeah. I forgot the other person. So, Missy. Remy. <laughs> Miss, Remy. Missy's yeah. a legend. I hear Let's you. not forget it. She's better than everybody on this list, historically. Yeah. But, right, yeah. this Remy had MC be and better singer. Yeah, <laughs> give, give it to Remy, though. Give it to Either way. Let's not play here. All right, yeah, Remy. Video of the year, Beyonce, Sorry, Big Sean, Bounce Back, Bruno Mars, 24 Karat Magic. Oh, man. Migos and Lil Uzi Vert, Bad and Bougie, Solange, Cranes in the Sky. 24, are you? Yeah, I think 24 Karat oh, probably wins Bruno that. Bruno does everything in excellence, man. He's, yeah. Yeah, that's not even, I don't think that's a question. But. Video director of the year, Baby Boom. I don't Boom. care about that. Man, he, he don't <laughs> care about that. Yeah, skip that. He did a Tupac, right. Tupac movie too. He had a video director doing a movie, but that's neither here nor there. Go ahead. Hey man, he got to keep them keep that money coming in. Uh, sure. Best new artist: Twenty One Savage, Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, Khaled, or Young Ma. Chance the Rapper next. Yeah, like, that's like easy. Khaled and eh, Chance the Rapper. Album of the year: Twenty Four Karat Magic, Bruno Mars, For Your oh. Eyes Only, J Cole, A Seat at the Oop. Table, Solange, Brook, oh. Chance the Rapper, Lemonade, Beyonce. I think either, I think either Bruno or Solange is going to win this. And it I say Solange. To. I say Solange. Yeah, Solange is a better album. Bruno album is good though. Bruno, it's good, but Solange, like that album. Yeah. Yeah, Solange has to win that. But Beyonce or Bruno, one of those. Do the politics, but we based off music. I'm good at the Solange. That's the table is probably the best album since it dropped. Uh huh. Like shout out to SZA, but it ain't seat at the table, honey. Shout out to Oof. Jersey though. It ain't, it ain't All right, and then the last award on this list, the Dr. Bobby Jones Best Gospel and Inspirational <laughs> Award. <laughs> CC Winans, Never Have to Be Alone, Fantasia featuring Ty Tribbett, I Made It. I like that record. Kirk Franklin featuring Sarah Reeves, Tasha Cobbs, and Tamala Man, My World Needs You, Tamala Man, God Provides, and Lecrae, Can't Stop Me Now, Destination. I oh, think Fantasia man. and Ty won that. Yeah, I was, if it's going off them songs, give it to Fantasia and Ty. I like that Fantasia and Ty Tribbett record. Ty the Ty Tribbett, drop the album, Bloody Wings. Yes, win. drop it Drop real the soon. album, Ty. And Lecrae, like, you can drop the album too. Stop giving Lecrae, us you dropped the album too. I don't know why you're waiting. Kirk dropped something because that last album, sheesh. You know why you're um, waiting. Columbia said, nope, we need more traction. <laughs> but Work It Out was hard. They should have harped on that. Oh, more. no, like, I'm not talking about Ty. I'm talking about Cray. <laughs> oh, oh. They need more people. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who's the other artist in there, Tasha? Tim LeMann. Tim LeMann. Tim LeMann's cool. I could see three different. I could see it going Lecrae, Kirk, or Fantasia, but I think Fantasia wins. Fantasia and Tog, I, that song is fire, too. I like their record. I like gospel Fantasia. You know mm. how certain set of artists do gospel and they don't really do it well? The people that dip in and out, like come in and, you know, <laughs> up, like they do a gospel song here. Fantasia does it well, though, I think. Like, she's yeah. churchy. Fantasia's churchy at her roots. Like, like she yep. let's not let's not get it twisted. The greatest singer. That's a quickening. Yeah, she she's you ever seen her heard her sing? First of all, she kicks off her shoes. That's churchy. <laughs> Second of all, total praise. She like you ever seen endowed me performance of BT, they had to carry out. I'm like, okay. Fantasia, stop it. You've been trained in this throughout your Kojic years. However, <laughs> I would <laughs> that's how them Kojic niggas get down. However, <laughs> I would say, um, yeah, Fantasia is churchy, man. She the best, the greatest singers have come and are in church. That's not a debate. The Word. greatest singers ever are in church and they have come from church. Whitney Houston. 
Lauren Hill. Everybody. <laughs> Kim Burrell, Marvin Wine, Donna McCurkin, Tone, um, Fantasia, Beyonce. I mean, niggas, not the, you know what I mean? It's yeah. from, it started there. I mean, everybody started there and they are there, the best singers. So, but yeah, man. Um, So let's wrap us, let's get to this album, man. Wrap yeah, us inside this album. Let's talk about album. this album. This album has been long awaited. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute, man. I've been anticipating this dude's album since a long before his time. first mixtape that was released widely. Um, yeah, man. So we're gonna we're gonna flip but we're over gonna down. discuss this album with him. We're not just oh, gonna yeah. discuss it by ourselves. He's coming in. Oh, dope. All right, man. So we're gonna uh, without do, do, further ado, we're gonna dive over to our man Say Lot of Corner to talk about the long-awaited album from God of Money Records. Let's get it. So, welcome to Two Tones. This is Say Lot of Corner. Say Lot was good. What's good, fam? Good. Yeah, man, glad listen, we, been long we're definitely time glad. Since before we owned yeah. the night. <laughs> Word. <laughs> I mean, since a lot of a lot of people listening, you know, since hoodie season, a lot of hoodie season listeners. Um, yep. But a lot of people listening don't know who Say Lot of Corner is. A lot of people listening do know who Say Lot of Corner is. Hell from Yonkers, New York. Right, Say Yes, sir. All right, so, like, just for the new listener or for the average listener, those who do know you, Tell us a little bit about you, your upbringing, and um, your perspective on music as it is today. And we'll go from there. Uh, from Yonkers, New York, born and raised. Um, just a just a pastor's kid who uh, got caught up in the streets for a long time, then you know came back to Christ, and uh, just trying to operate in his purpose, man. Just trying to do what I was created to do, which is uh, you know, make this music and, and spread this gospel, man. Dope, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, a lot of people know you from God Over Money, right? Yeah. And yeah. I've known you before. Maybe before. Was it a season God Over Money? No, nah, no, nah, you knew me before. You knew me before. Yeah, yep. right, right. So I've known you I've known you before that. Tony's known you before. And a lot of people know you before that. But since God Over Money, you gained a new crowd, a new audience. Um, let us know. What was that? First of all, if you haven't heard Selah's music, he's like a rugged street dude, but with the righteous lyrical lyrics. That's also yep. street, right? So it's a, yep. it's an interesting mm-hmm. dichotomy when it comes to his music. Like you'll hear it, I put my boy on, right? And he was like, "This nigga's dope." Like he hears hoodie season, like yo, he's spitting, but he sound like like dude from the hood. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, like that's what it is. But he has a different approach. So tell us how has how has the hood you know shaped your you know your musical approach when it comes to the mic and your lyric your lyrical your pen or whatever and how how was that changed when you came to God? Like, how did you make that difference? Or was your music always that way, like spiritually inclined? Like, break that down for us, if you could. I mean, I'm a. I mean, I'm. I'm. I like to call myself a a, a lyrical geneticist. So, uh, like, you know, when it comes to punchlines and lyrics and bars itself, like I study the structure of what makes a punchline a punchline, and I always been like that. And um, ever since I was young, I always thought. Like, you know, cats in the world was, you know, cheating by using profanity. You know what I'm saying? Cause, right, right. Because, mm. you know, that, <laughs> that, that, uh, that, that profane word got like four syllables in it. And that's four <laughs> syllables. That's four right. syllables. That's, that's four syllables that they ain't got to think of a word to fill out in with. So they're really cheating. So I really like mm. tried to write. I really like tried to write like that from before I was really into, you know, Christian hip hop. So when I got here, kind of just, kept going but um as far as the hood it's not really like I'm, I'm one of them people that don't feel like the hood is a negative place 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just it's an environment that I was born into because God gave me the tools to to operate in it successfully. So when I mm-hmm. when I write when I write nowadays, um, it's really for you know interestingly enough. It's really like National Geographic, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to tell those people that would never come to the hood what's going on there. Right, you know right, right. Mm-hmm. So, just so, you know what I'm saying? A lot of us think that, you know, suburbia don't care about us, you know what I'm saying? And and, and, and a lot of ways, yeah, that may be true, but a lot of them just don't know what's going on because they never exactly. come around here, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we got we, we to gotta let them know what, what's going on. And when they have that information, if they still act like they don't care, then that's on them. But we got to tell them first, you know. But that's my perspective on it. This is a little bit of a fun question, and it kind of relates to the last one. What are, like, the top five MCs to help shape your sound as an MC? Uh, this is weird, bro, because, I mean, if you, ask me that, if you ask me that, like, five years ago, you get a whole different list. Mm. But, um, at, the top of the, at the top of the food chain, it's, it stops feeding me. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people would think it's just because I'm from Yonkers that I feel that way, and it's not really that. It's that, like when you listen to Styles' music, he he paints murder, and he describes like violence in such a like such a detailed way. Like you know how long the knife is that he's stabbing you with, and how word, word. You know what I'm saying? He, he, is, intricate. I, he is very intricate. Yeah, he, I yeah, would you know, talk to somebody about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I want to do, like, on the life side of things. Like, that's how detailed I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than him, you know, you got Marshall Mathers. Um, okay. And to be honest, it's you know, it surprises some people, man. My three and four slot is Biz on seven. Oh, like, man. Listen, listen. listen let me listen. Like, <laughs> it's surprising that those who don't know who they are. Now, niggas that, that know who they are. Again, my yeah. same boy that know, that I put on your music, he heard a lot of Seven stuff. He was like, yo, who is this dude? Like, Seven, I, he's he's very, very, very underrated. Bizzle was amazing. I was, late. Very I was late to Seven. I I found out Dog. about Seven. Well, I started following Seven's music right around, I think it was this ain't love? the album before his last. Yeah. 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 Seven, yo. seven, Seven's like, you know, it means a lot more to me. Like about seven and bids because I get you know mentored by both of them constantly. But mm-hmm. if I can if I can put away the relationship and just listen, yo, seven and bids pull off some of the most amazing lyrical like showcases that I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? True. And I, it, All it, 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 it still boggles my mind how you know a lot yo, of cats I, just pass over them. You know? I did the same love first. Uh, the messenger right. one, two, and three from bids. I'm, I still Fizz, listen to the mixtape regularly. Nice, bro. Yeah. Fizz came out of nowhere and Chris and not even I don't know if he just started right. that way, but he just came out of nowhere and like took like lyrically so good. I'm like, yo, why is this dude even? He's just so better than everybody. <laughs> like he was just so good. I'm like, this nigga is boy. Wonder even had to reach out to him. Like, yo, you dissing Jay, but yo, you sound like one of the. You know what I mean? You you nice. You got it. You got yeah, it. To, yeah, you definitely got it. Biz and Seven are crazy. All you like is cool to you, but um. Who that fist spot, man? Young thug? Who that? Who that fist spot? <laughs> nah, man. Thug and thug? Nah, I gotta, I gotta. Um, at this point right now, I gotta, I gotta probably like put Kendrick in there. Um, nice. You know, I'm serious for that. You know I'm what I'm saying? I can't, I can't really. 
Because he's so, you know what I'm saying? He's so aggressively ill. You know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah, ain't lax. He ain't lax. So, I got to give him that for right now. But it might be different in another five years. Like, the first four is not moving. You know what I'm saying? But that fifth, yeah, yeah. That, fifth, that fifth could change any time, you know? Yo, yo. Um, speaking of MCs, right? We all just know the past and the prodigy just happened. Like, you know, yeah. yesterday. So, yeah. like, you being from New York. Prodigy's from Queens, obviously. You're not from Queens. But... Tell us what that meant to you. What did Mozzie mean to you growing up? And what impact the Prodigy, whether on or off the mic, did he mean to you as an MC? Man, like, yo, the real talk, and, you know, artists artists may know this, but they may not understand this. The way your music, the emotion that that your music causes your listener to to feel never leaves them. Mm -hmm. Like, that quiet quiet storm, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Man, it's it's a it's a right. it's an instrumental that permeates every aspect of a New Yorker's existence. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, when P died, like you know, I I knew about P's other music, but like that was literally like a child, a piece of my childhood going in the grave. You know, when I seen that, and um, with all that's going on in music right now, you, you hold a lot, you hold you know, real tight to what you got left. And P was you know, P hurt. Like, Pete hurt, man, and, you know, I'm definitely mm. keeping his family in prayer. Like, the whole New York felt that. Like, you know, we got boroughs out here, but boroughs don't matter when somebody like Pete has. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, everybody feel that like he from there. So, you know, it was definitely a big yeah. deal, man. Definitely a big deal. So Yeah, man. Rest in peace. Historically, pride. we've – yeah, rest in peace to pride. We've, um, we've definitely in the past have done name games. Um, and so in the name game, we kind of just throw some names out there and you give either like the first word that comes to mind or tell how they, if they've shaped your, your sound at all. Um, so I'll throw a couple names out. Tupac, since we mentioned feeling with Prodigy, Tupac. How's Tupac for you? Tupac, um, revolutionary probably is the first word. Um you know, I I don't want to call him an underachiever. I, you know, that's that's the wrong word to use. Like, cause I, I what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, is that he left Earth before he achieved everything he was supposed to. Like, right. when I was thinking mm-hmm. of him, like I think of I think of Barack Obama before Barack Obama when I, when I, mm-hmm. when I hear Pop. You know, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I that's what I feel when I hear his name. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, John Piper. Man. <laughs> Now, this might be a theological, you know, uh, class. But I, what, what you think? I mean, listen, John Piper. I mean, word. you know what? Yo, when I hear that name, when I hear any when I hear any minister's name, no matter what their stance is, every time I hear the name, I hear the scripture, touch not my anointed. Until I, mm. until, and because mm. I respect that scripture so much, like, I just keep my head low and pray. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I don't mean to dodge your question or nothing. I'm just that's just like no, you got it. A, I hear you. That's real. For me, like I don't even talk about nobody. You know what I'm saying? I just be like, yo, you know, until until God manifests Himself in my room and says, I don't rock with this dude. He may be anointed. He may not be, but it's not up to me. And I and then until I know for certain, I don't say nothing. I just keep people in prayer. You know what I'm saying? That counts mm-hmm. as a response. That's real. Like that, that's a response. Definitely. I got another one for you. Another Yonkers native, DMX. Uh, Tupac of the East Coast. 
Tupac of the East will. Coast, man. Straight up. Like it's another another dude who left before his time, even though he's still alive. He, like he could have been mm. everything. He could have been everything. And he's everything to a lot of cats in my in my in my age bracket, but man, I don't know young I don't know if y'all have been to a DMX show, man, like that energy is like Nah, but I heard so I have heard I like, you have cats in there praying and it's everything, like it's crazy. Yeah. It's 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 not confusing though, cause like X X is X is dropping f bombs constantly throughout the prayer. You know what I'm saying? Word. So like, <laughs> and it's still hitting though. Like the noise is hitting. Like, it's hitting. It's on? hitting. It's hitting. But you like you just want to take him to the side and be like, bro, let me just edit this real quick. Word. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me photoshop your though. prayer. Nah, yeah. but it's <laughs> all right. I'm gonna go with uh, Lecrae. Uh, pioneer, you know, mm. definitely a pioneer, definitely uh, is worthy of respect, man. Um, a lot of people in, in the genre like to play our two camps against each other. Right. Um, and it's, you know, it's natural, like, you know, it's cool because that's the nature of hip-hop. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a contact sport, so mm-hmm. people do that, but, you know, there's respect there, so I got to say respect. All right, so this will be my last one. And I'm gonna throw two names out there, Big and Jay. Um, Big, that's like, it's like Gotti. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the boss, man. Like that's the boss that you always think about. Jay is uh, Jay is the president. Been the president for a long time. You mm-hmm. know, like he's does. I don't think. I think. I think in terms of overall rapper. And the people who disagree with me, I say Jay's better than Big, to be honest, because uh, mm. you gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta factor in the dude staying alive into the equation. You know what I'm saying? Staying alive mm. is a skill set, just like lyricism is. You know, I've never heard that. You know what I'm saying if you could outlive somebody else, that gives you the edge. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And my last one, Donald Trump. <laughs> He's not the chief. <laughs> man. Yeah, man. You know, God say, you know, the Bible say, pray for your leaders, man. And um, you got I, pray, you know, I Yo, real talk, real talk. Yeah, yeah, I be yeah. slacking. I be slacking on my prayer life. And believe me, you know, the presidency caused me to get back on my face and pray to God a lot more, man. Like, wow. So, mm. so in essence, in in actuality, like, you know, I could say a bunch of things. But I gotta say that he single handedly made me go back to praying <laughs> for real, man. So many right. things. Sometimes it takes that though. You know what I'm saying? Listen. That was dope. So. Yeah, man. Um so, I, so I wanna go ahead, huh? No, I was gonna say let's get into the album a little bit. Let's talk about the content of the album. Okay, but before the album I want to see like explain to us your transition to God over money, like the signing and like your response to it. And your like, and why God over money when it came to biz and the camps? But those that's a good question. Um, well, biz biz came about. Well, God over money came about because um, I heard uh, the disc record to Jay, and um, but I remember the story. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I heard the record, and I got like, I was low key terrified because. It's different when a when a when a Christian rapper disses a, a secular dude and it's just a diss, but Biz did it excellently. 
Like this was like <laughs> exquisite. Everything. <laughs> everything. I'm like shit. On a renegade beat too? What? Like how yeah. you it? it was death. Yeah, so I mean that that concerned me to the point where I mean I had spiritual problems with it because it was like I right, I don't care what this dude did. I know what a dirt I did and I know Christ died for me, so I know he died for Sean Carter. You know what I'm saying? So, where, where, where? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, he's 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 a he's a target of our ministry. You know what I'm saying? But mm. at uh, on, the flip, yeah. on the on the flip side, I was like, yo, every Christian rapper is gonna diss suckle the cast in order to get on now. You know yeah. What I'm so, yeah. um, so I made a diss record to Biz, and uh, I didn't think he heard it until Lavos Lavos here rolled up on me in Brooklyn. Uh, we almost fought in the street. Like it was crazy. Two total exclusive. Nah, you got it. That's a boss too. I know about man. I, I met him at a, um, one of them shows in, in Brooklyn. I was acting the fool in front of the line, and we got mad cool. So that's the boss. He's a real dude too, man. Real. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's a real dude. He's a real dude. And we disagreed about a lot of things, but what I had to agree agree with him when he was like, "Yo, you go, you coming at this with this and Jay." In a certain way, but you dissing biz the same way you getting at him for dissing Jay. Like you a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we parted ways on respectable terms, and then biz her hoodie season, and he was like, "Yo, you know, I like what you're doing. I like what you bring to the table." And I apologized to him for the record, you know, and, and we definitely built that brotherhood. And that's part of the reason why people ask me who I think you know the top CHH rapper is, and I say biz because. It's not just because he's my man. It's because his music found me in the trap. You know what I'm word, saying? Like, I, I, I ain't have to be no no church. Like he was so dope that he he broke through the trap and found me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so, I had to have deal with was 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 the way for me to go, man. It was, it was just natural. Dope, man. Hoodie season was classic. Too. I mean, Sunday morning. The record you sent him is held yeah. out the Dre Murray joint. Right, oh, like that hoodie season. Yeah, hoodie season was some joints, and now Yo, it, you know it's joints on all the tapes, all of them. Yeah, but, yeah, but I'm saying hoodie album. season. As, but mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So now we're just going to say, just as a fan, I've been waiting for this album for a minute. What happened? Yeah. What took so long? We've been waiting for the album. Say what's good. Yo, I'm yo, man. You know what? I. There was a point in time where I was just like disenchanted with hip hop, and it happens. Mm. It happens to a lot of rappers. Like you just don't know it after you, you know, after you put out a record and you put all of that out there in that way. You literally like your mind checks out a hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and you and you and you become real like I. Right, I ain't really feeling this right now. And even though people's knocking your joint, you just like ah. I'm good, and you just do something else. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what happened. And then when I started getting back into, like, that field, and I, I asked God what he wanted me to do, he gave me this huge, huge task that was going to take probably a year. But because I took a year doing my own thing, it took that much longer when he told me to do what I needed to do, man. God told me to make, you know, 18 movies on the, on the album. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And then connect and find a way to connect those 18 movies to make a saga you feel me so mm-hmm. i had to do that and it took a lot of time it took a lot of effort you know and a lot of thought and that's why it took so long 
Well, and it's, it's well worth as, the wait, man. Well worth yeah, the wait. Yeah, definitely well worth the wait. I think for those of us who are waiting or have been waiting, um, it, I think it, it's going to be appreciated. I think they will appreciate this music. Let's jump into some records and talk about some things. So the first record I want to talk about is Can Move. Yeah. Featuring Eshawn Burgundy. Yeah, man. Shout out to Eshawn. This is the first question I wrote down. What was your first word that came to your mind when you heard Eshawn's verse? Finally. Like, <laughs> word. 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 Finally, dog. Because. Yo, Eshan, like I said on the record, you know, when people are here, y'all heard it. Like, I've been waiting my whole life for a bird verse. You know Berg what I'm saying? Nasty, like, and he not only gave me a verse, he spazzed. Like, he spazzed the whole joint, man. And it was just like, yo, a lot of people don't know this, man. If you want to know how a rapper feel about you, listen to his feature verse. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? How much respect he has for you. How much like how much love he has for you? Cause Reverend, rap, all that. Yeah, rappers communicate in lyrics. They communicate emotion in lyrics. So if mm. he gives you a whack feature verse, he probably ain't digging you like that. You know what I'm saying? Bird. That's real. And Bird gave me a superb verse, and I was I seen him after the fact, and I hugged him like, "Yo, I love you too, man." Like that verse was hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He basically, he basically told me he loved me in the track because the joint was so dope, man. And I ain't hear that kind of bird in a long time. And for him to give me yeah. that, man, that was yeah. dope. That man. blood boy bird, man. That... Yeah, man. Bird. I like, I like the record too with Dre Murray. I yeah. love that record. Dre Murray's amazing too. Like, it seems like all the features are so intricately picked up here. You got Jared Sanders. Mm -hmm. You got. Trini, I think her name is. Trini, yeah, Trini. Trini, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and shout out to the Fuel video you dropped, too. You dropped the Fuel video not too long ago. That's out there. And you also did a documentary with the album, correct? Yep. Yeah, yeah, we dropped that yesterday. Yeah, the yeah. documentary definitely dropped yesterday. Y'all check that out. But Dre Murray, the record with him is amazing. I love the Eshan, the Jared Sanders, the new God of Money signing up. So, like, let's... Go ahead, John. No, we're going to talk about that record, the one with Dre Murray, SCL2. Is that Summa Cum Laude, yeah. too? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that okay, was. I thought, I was like, so. record, First, record. I was sitting there like, what is this? And I was like, let me go back through and see if I see another SEL. And then I saw Summa like, Cum Laude. Part yeah. two. So what yeah, inspired man. part two? What inspired the creation of part two? What made you go back and say, I'm going a, I'm to a add on to what I did before? You know what? What, I, what I'm realizing in CHH, bro, is that, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of attention isn't paid to the skill level of these rappers. True. Um, true. True. Um, these dudes is really like, because, because we don't have the same vocabulary available to us that the secular cats do. It's literally like, you know, I don't know if y'all remember, but back in the day when, when, when the Kenyans used to race against the Americans in marathons, they used to scrape everybody because they practice in the mountains where the air is thinner. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So when they so when they came to the mainland where the air was plentiful, they used to just run for days on dudes, you know what I'm saying? And that's what it, it is in CHH. We we train in the mountains. So it's like Summa Cum Laude one and Summa Cum Laude two, that was always a vision for me, like to make that a series. Like there's gonna be like eight or nine of them joints if I got anything to do with it, because it's like an all star game of lyricism. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, that's what it's gonna be. You know what I'm saying? So whoever 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 I feel like you know what I'm saying? Is is that dude at that time? 
It's like same thing that that Ross did with the Maybach music, like the ones two. Right. Like, that's what yeah. I'm doing with. Well, you said it was going to be a series. That's what I. That's the first thing I thought about was the Maybach music series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I would say Masquerade is probably my favorite song on the record so far. Like mm, I, I love sure. Masquerade. I sure. love Masquerade. And about the production, who are some of the main producers? Like I know it's probably a different one, but who was like the main or like the few main producers that really you know tailored this album? Because production wise, it sound it's hard, it's gritty, it's not mm. commercialized, but in a sense you got a sense of that, like yeah. radio wise. But it's you got a sense of everything, but it's still got that gritty sound. Who like some of the producers you? I mean, and I just like... to comment on that, I, oh my bad. Just to comment on that, I think that the sound of the album definitely fit you. Okay, right, right. Uh... No, no. Well, producer-wise, I try to I try to use somebody. Well, I try to use producers that I know have a a skill level that I want, and I try to give new guys shots to get some shine. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I want the next generation generation to get some shine too. So mm-hmm. a, a good majority of the production is wit. And I nice. use I, I use guess Tone. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I use Tone Jones, who's exquisite. Oh, you mm-hmm. did? What track was that? Hold on. Mm. Tone Jones is, is is memoirs, amnesia, fairy tale. Um, no wonder yeah. fairy tale, yo. Yeah, man. Tone Jones is amazing. <laughs> I was just tweeting about him yesterday. I think that's my yo. Tone Jones, we gonna get him on the show too. Tone Jones is freaking. <sighs> Tone Jones is yeah. like. Tone Jones is like 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 Mozart. If Mozart went to church every day, like you know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, and <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just, he's just like, next level, next level. Man. Wow, I can hear that. Somebody's fairy tale is crazy about the production, but I ain't know. So that makes a lot of sense, man. So I also, yeah. like, outside the production, like, you're treating this just basically like your debut album to a lot of people, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So I also realize that you have a lot of interludes. Not a lot, but you have interludes in it. Your parents, you know, yeah, your mother yeah. and some. Yeah. That was obviously purpose, but was that made to, like, you know, to make the album in a cohesive sense, like a storytelling, my first album, to get their take on it. Like, what was the you know what? purpose? I, I think, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound crazy, but I didn't coach my parents to see. This is why this is why I know God orchestrated this whole thing. The whole album was set up already. I recorded the whole album already. I just asked my parents to, like, talk about my childhood or talk about being my parents, all right? Really? Everything that you every I didn't let them hear the music before I, I told them to talk. So oh, everything, wow. so everything you hear from them, co co like coordinating with the song that they're on or before they didn't know about that song beforehand. They just spoke, and they spoke exactly about each song that they're on without knowing what it sounded like. You know what I'm saying? So like that's what I'm that's saying. What, like did your parents it, hear and you told them? Nah, I'm like, sound so, nah. The mother came in so perfect. Since he was a young boy, I'm like, did she hear a song? Like, yeah, <laughs> it, nah. it was so perfect. Like, that's what I'm like, did you coach them nah. and set them down to each track? I didn't tell that's them crazy. nothing. I just told them to talk. And we sat in the studio, me and Chris, and was like, yo, man, it's like they heard the album. Like, they said everything. That's, wow. Mm-hmm. See, that's God's so, That That's dope. And that's why I'm like, yo, because they, so, they fit so well. That's good to you, call. So, yeah, yeah, that was definitely dope to me. That stuck out along with the production. And your lyricism is always there. Like, the lyricism, like, the punchlines always there. Like, cause I, we set this album about a couple of days, you know. So I played in the car, I played it at work, you know. I played it in different environments, different fields, you know. How I bang in the whip, how I bang in the headphones, and sonically, 
like the the engineer. I don't know who engineered the album, but it sounds well also on the ear. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's I mean that's 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 almost important as the content. You know what I'm saying? Like how, how the music is presented. So that means a lot. I let my man's know, man. He he definitely he definitely did his thing. Yeah, man. So it, are there like any expectations with this album outside of like you know closing phase, people getting touched, you know, getting a new influence, a newer crowd maybe? What are your expectations with this album and your hopes to be made with this album? Are you just happy that it's done? <laughs> My expectations for the album has already been met. You know what I'm saying? Because this is this is a thank you to the fans for waiting so long. You feel me? Like this is me saying I appreciate y'all waiting and being patient. And here you go, you know. And and I know, like, I know people gonna feel how they feel about it. People gonna dig it, and some people not. But I, like, I'm not. I didn't really say I want to sell this many records. Like, and then it's a success. You know what I'm saying? I just say, yo, I just want to get at people music, man. And I'm good with that. Dope, man. So, if you said that album is basically like 18 songs, so 18 like mini movies, basically 18 movies. Yeah. So like. How different, obviously there's a major difference in his visuals, right? But how different is the documentary from the album itself? Memoirs of a Perfect Well. What world? How different is the album from the documentary? And how is the documentary presented? It's like each song has like, it's like a Beyonce type visual. Like, you no, know what I mean? No, so, no, no, no. I mean, Memoirs of a Perfect World is, you know, the album is 18 stories that I'm telling about my mentality. Like, about mm. certain situations. You know what I'm saying? It's really 18 delusions that I that I that I that I explained to the listener that God showed me what the truth was about. You know what I'm saying? Wow. The documentary is just is the same thing, but it's not in 18 tracks. It's just like, yo, if you don't want to listen to the album, this is who I am too. You know what I'm saying? So wow. It's just, so it's, just yeah. it's just variation. Like, however you want to get it. You want to get it visually? It's the documentary. If you want to audio, this is the album. You know? So. Mm-hmm. Dope man. So, like, was there any, like, due to the political climate, right, was there any influence from that that influenced this album, like the climate? Because you're making this album, like, a, some, even a year, I don't know how long you spent on this album, but I'm sure in the process of making it, the election happened. You know, obviously the Black Lives Matter thing, that's happening. Your life is happening. Did anything only, from the outside outside the world? Thing, yeah. The only thing that happened, that, the only thing that happened on the outside, because, like, this album is, is reflective, like, in my head. So I okay. tried to block. I tried to block out everything else. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't in my head at the time. Like I didn't. I didn't say, "Yo." I mean, I think if there's anything, the Flint, the Flint water crisis played a part. Right. Dope. Dope. Um, right. Exactly. Exactly. And and to be honest, if you listen to Fuel, like I touched on a lot of different things. Like even though that's a trap song and it's like real, like you know, crowd crowd type song. There's a lot of like innuendo in that joint of stuff that me and the team went through that I addressed. So, like, you know, the whole the whole mm-hmm. Rapzilla thing, you yeah. know, dudes, you know, coming at biz about this, the whole same love reaction, like, all of that is in fuel. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I think those two songs is probably the only time. Other than that, man, I just, I felt like people needed to know who I was and how I thought. And so I just tried to keep it into internal for the most part outside of those two records. Dope, man. Um, I want to know about Fairy Tale before we're done. Fairy Tale. That, that's the song you're rapping from three, two different perspectives, I believe, right? The young girl, the guy that got hit, a D-boy, whatever, in the street. You say your grandmother told you to tell stories like these. Something along those lines, correct? Yeah, yeah. 
Are those those are true stories? Um, or Jackie, you witness or, see, yeah, okay. if you if you notice, like, and you know, man, I'm, sometimes I'm overly deep, you know, but I like writing like that. But um, uh-huh. if you notice, the hood stories that I told correlate with actual fairy tales. So, oh like, wow! If you yeah, listen to up. if you listen to the first verse. I'm actually describing a hood version of Sleeping Beauty. Um, mm, and, the sec- and the second one is a hood version of Jack and the Beanstalk. Um, ah. So Jack and the Beanstalk was actually a real story um, that I knew, like uh, a homie like that I knew that got clapped. He was trying to lead a, the hood, trying to lead our life alone, and he came yeah. back to it. But Sleeping Beauty, the first verse, I literally just took the actual story and made it what it would sound like if she was black. You know what I'm saying? And mm. that's how, yeah, that's how I made that record. Wow, man. that's I'm listening like, yo, this is some really stuff. And I know Selah not to be one to, you know, play around and mimic stuff. So I'm like, it's real. It's, just, uh, it's like a, it's mirroring reality in a sense, right? So mm-hmm. that's dope, man. Yeah, that definitely. Tony, you got something to add to that? Nah, man. Like, I just learned so much about this album from the interview. Um, definitely didn't. I didn't even pick that up. The um, Jack and the Beanstalk and uh, Sleeping Beauty themes and those songs. So now I'm going to have to re-listen yeah, he, to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he admitted he's overly deep. Why are you rapping like that? Myth? <laughs> He's like, I'm overly hey, man. deep. So you know. <laughs> but it makes sense. Like, it, it makes sense. It correlates well. Now that you said that, I'm looking like, wow. So it'll definitely be available on Spotify, correct? Apple Music, Everywhere. iTunes. Everywhere. It'll be available everywhere. Um, memoirs, memoirs of a perfect wife. Ah, memoirs of it's a perfect hard to wife. say. No, it is hard to say. I know. I had to practice a long time to say that word. Memoirs so, of a perfect wife. Correct. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So y'all pick that up. Um, it's it'll be in stores this Friday. Um, tomorrow yep. here, and it's on Thursday. But it'll be in stores this Friday. You heard some backstory about the album. Get the album. Support the album. We will be buying the album, even though we had the album. We'll be supporting the Definitely. album. We'll be talking about the album. Um, say a lot. We appreciate you coming out. We've been a fan for a long time. We're going to continue to support you. Um, say a lot of corner from Yakas, New York. Anything else you want to share with the people? Any information you want to give out? Your Twitter handles, your, your websites, anything you want to share with the people before you leave? Yo, listen to Two Tones. Hey, you already know. Yo, that's a drop. That's a drop. That's definitely true. I'm going to edit that out. I'm going to edit that out put it on one of the shows and just ride with that. And I don't want to get sued for nothing, Sayla. Nah, but seriously, man. Um, we appreciate you. Like, I've been rocking with Sayla for a minute via Twitter, DM, whatever. He's been cool. Never met him. I'm in New York sometimes. Definitely. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm creeping through. But we appreciate you. We definitely appreciate the interview. Learned a lot of things on this interview. Um, a lot of interviews are different, and this was a different one also, a different perspective. You know, especially coming from the CHH world. Never had no one with that perspective of you, the hood perspective, but also, you know, on a righteous tip. So we appreciate the, the, the dichotomy um, within that. Um, y'all go get the album, Memoirs of a Perfect World, on iTunes, Spotify, buy the album, number one. Bring the album if you can, if you don't buy albums, but just buy it, number one. If you want to buy the music, go check out the documentary, go check out the uh, few music video, and uh, we will be pushing it. So like, we thank you for coming on the show, man. We hope to have another one soon. And, uh, yo, thank you, brothers. Peace. Yes. Peace, peace. Peace. Top life, when your verses and them hearses get dragged around like a stoplight, it's not life. 
top flight A lot of noise and I can't hear If opportunity choose to knock light And it's my fight and I breeze through it You ain't never got a dreadlocks when your pop made you the keys to it Freeze through it, face to the ground, my knees to it Flock though, see my stock though Telling me I gotta climb with the rhyme But you never had to reach to the peak when you born at the top though uh. My life is my mic My death is when none left